Hey, Grown Up Friends, a big thank you to so many of you that have already bought my new book, Launching Financial Grownups, Live Your Richest Life by Helping Your Almost Adult Kids Become Everyday Money Smart. This book was not easy to write because I had to get honest with myself about what was working with my teen and young adult kids and what was not working. And I also had to be prepared to share it with all of you. So first of all, thank you for your support and your wonderful responses to it. There's definitely some things in there that you may not have been expecting to hear. By the way, I got a lot of help from my money expert friends and also financial therapists and parenting experts. I am really happy with how launching Financial Grownups came out, even though it really was hard to be like I said, that honest, and um, it was a lot of work, but I really love doing it, and I'm really happy with how it came out. On that note, if you have not already, please pick up a copy of Launching Financial Grownups today. After you do, please share it on social media. Please leave a review on Amazon. Those reviews are super important because the algorithm picks up on them, and that can make the book a lot more visible to more people. So I truly appreciate it, and I really also appreciate all of your support. It's not that they really wanted that fancy purse because their girlfriend had it. It's because they wanted it because they wanted to feel a part of something. And so how can you recreate that sensation and how can you recreate that that makes sense for your family? You're listening to Money Tips for Financial Grownups with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of Launching Financial Grownups, because you know what? Grown-up life is really hard, but together, we got this. Haven't we all been there seeing something cool that our friends have or hearing about an amazing vacation we would love to go on, but it's not always in our budget. For parents, if that want is coming from our kids, it's tough, but it can also be an opportunity, and that's what we are talking about today with our guest. Stephanie Uchima is a business strategist, wellness coach, and the host of the podcast, Mommy's on a Call. She's a mom of three who has learned to leverage those kid-driven wish lists into really effective money lessons. She uses everyday events as well as planned games and experiences to make money lessons real. And her tips are for more than moms. Stephanie and I talk about so many great things, including the stock market game, which she will explain. It's for older kids and getting your kids to open up about what they really want when they ask for expensive things and pricey vacations. The truth is that's not often what they're actually after. Here is Stephanie Uchima. Stephanie Uchima Carney, you're a financial grown up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Bobby. I am a huge fan of your podcast, by the way, which is Mommy's on a Call. You're also a business strategist and a wellness coach. And of course, because your podcast is Mommy's on a Call, you also are the mom of three kids. So welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, three little kids. (laughs) Three very little kids, one of which was a pandemic baby. So you have your hands full. But one thing, we we recently connected at a conference and we were talking a lot about, because I write about teaching older kids about money. You have a passion for teaching the youngest children about money. And so I asked you to come on here to give some tips to people who may have younger kids in their lives, their own kids, maybe, maybe their grandkids, maybe their friends' kids, maybe their nieces and nephews. But I think there's never a time too early when the kid expresses interest to teach a child about money. 
tell us more about why you're so interested in this. Have there been things that have come up in your life that have brought this to be top of mind for you? Yes. Well, so I kind of went on this journey of working on my own money mindset and really thinking about like my own personal relationship with money. And I realized a lot of money relates back to your youth, back to your childhood, back to, you know, people have asked like, what's your very first memory of money? And so when I started to do my own reflection on that, I realized, wow, you know, my own relationship with money has to do with when I was a very, very little kid. And so if I was a little kid, when it shaped the future of my relationship with money as an adult, I need to start early with my own children. So I don't basically screw them up for the future either. And so thinking about that, I was like, okay, like, let's learn more. I know they're young. So my kids are currently two, almost four and almost seven you know, they have play money, they have different things. But like, you know, how can I start to instill the values and the relationship with money at an early age, so that when they are almost 40 years old, going on a money mindset, like, track down memory lane, they don't say, Oh, my goodness, yeah, my my mom and dad really screwed me up in the beginning. How do you teach little kids about money? Do you let them see what's going on on your phone, for example, when you pay for things? So we actually like to just play with play money. And I know they've seen Venmo, but they don't really understand what the digital money is. And I honestly think for toddlers and for little kids, that's a little much, but we do have play credit cards. And so they have like, a. my daughters are only two and almost four, and they have a Minnie Mouse grocery set. And we play actual cash, like cash register and groceries. So there's a little cash register on it. It has fake money. They has, you know, one for a dollar, five for five little coins. And we go through it. I'm like, I want eggs. The eggs are a dollar. Like, here's my money. I give it to them and they, you know, give it back or they understand that there's an exchange. And I always say like, it's not just money for something. It's also an energy exchange. So I go on it on two different ways. And I know that could sound a little woo, but I always say like, money is just an exchange for the value you're giving me. Money is exchange for a product. Money is exchange for a service. You know, we use money as a universal tool to help get different things. And so we play with, they have two cash registers. They have a learning resources one, a Minnie Mouse one, and we literally just play. So my big thing is teaching toddlers and little kids is to do it through play. So have them have their own little wallet with their own fake credit card. And sometimes I'll say, oh, I don't, I don't think you can buy that today. You need to make a choice between d- these two items because you only have $5 and this one's $8 and this one's, you know, $1. You can get five of these or, you know, we, we play. How do you do that with the credit card? Do you teach them that they have to pay it in full at the end of the month? How does that work? Do you come back to it on a different day? Do you teach them about interest and how what would happen if they had a late payment? I mean, how far can you take it, especially for your seven-year-old, almost seven-year-old? So the seven-year-old, that's kind of funny because for a while he was like, oh, just charge it or just put it on that. And I looked at him, I said, honey, what do you think happens once you give this magical card or what happens, especially like Amazon, for example, because everything is one touch. He's like, just buy that on Amazon. And I'm like, oh, I can just buy it. It magically appears. But then what? Then how does that Mm -hmm. work? And so I, we do, we talk to him about the concept of it's not just magic. It doesn't just appear there's a cost for things. And so if you want that, it's going to be this amount. And even though you give this magical thing and it happens, it still has to come from somewhere. Uh, And so it's really hard. It's easier when it's physical. I think it's really hard, at least personally, to teach them digital. But, you know, we also love using like manipulatives and he loves math. So that's kind of helpful. 
is that he loves math. So anytime he goes to a store, like he'll look at different numbers and prices of things and we'll play games like, oh, what's that plus that? Or like, if I bought two of those, how much would it be? Or, and so we play around with that to help also academically. You also play something, you play the stock market game so they can learn to invest with play money. And that actually is all online. So that's for older kids. Okay. So a little side note is I substitute taught sixth grade math for fun. I was actually a math major back in college, but never pursued that route. Recently, someone asked if I would substitute teach sixth grade. And I said, why not? It'd be fun. And they're like, oh, and they have this thing called the stock project. So this is more for like 11-year-olds and 12-year-olds. And I was like, oh, what's this? And I started to research it and play it with them. And I think it's such a fun tool for probably like 10 to 12-year-olds is the stock market game. They were telling me, I was asking them questions. I was like, which stocks are you buying? Why are you buying that? Like, what's interesting about that? Okay, if you are if you decide to sell that, and it's really fun, that's all online. But it's a good resource because they can play with their play money. And when they lose, they understand that because they can see the charts in front of them. And so I think that's a good tool, also introducing them to what stocks are. What is investing? What does this mean? Outside of the way money works just in your house, how money can be invested and why companies need money and how that all works. You also talk a lot about how you can get your kids interested in savings and in sort of automated savings and things like that. Talk about that and your unique approach to that. My kids still right now aren't really like intrinsically motivated by money. They don't still really understand. Like they'll say, oh, I want like my son, for example, his birthday's coming up. He's like, I want this Pokemon thing. And so he has a little piggy bank. We go old school here. And he saved his tooth fairy money. He saved his birthday gift money. And then also I said, you know what? Instead of just leaving it here in your piggy bank, Mommy's going to take that and we're going to put it, open up a bank account for you. What's your advice to parents whose kids come home from school or whatever activities they have? And especially as we're sort of hopefully emerging from the pandemic, parents are finally taking those trips that they put off for so long. And I, you asked me this question. Now I'm putting it right back at you. And they hear about, for example, to use your example, they hear about their friend going to Hawaii. What do you do to your kid that comes home and asks you, you know, mom, can we go to on this trip that my friend is going on? We should do that too. And it's not, it's not that they're necessarily materialist. They don't even necessarily know, but how do you manage that? Who you're putting me on the spot now. My own question. <laughs> the way I look at it is like today, my son actually said, I want to go to Hawaii to go rock climbing. And I looked at him and I said, rock climbing? What do you mean? We never have been rock climbing in Hawaii. He's like, oh, no, remember that time we climbed on rocks? He's like, oh, you mean in Joshua Tree? I was like, oh, so you don't actually want to go to Hawaii. You just want the experience of rock climbing. Well, let's look at other places that we can drive to that's close that you can do that. I know a lot of kids are going on trips, especially like, you know, Disneyland or things like that. Like, why does he get to go? Why don't I get to go? And I always say like, Kind of like what you say is our family makes different choices and we choose for our family and what's best for our family. And so this time we think it's fun since you guys have never been to, I think, well, we're going to like a summer camp. Since you guys have never been water skiing and things like that, we decided instead of doing something you've done before, we're going to choose something different and it'll be a fun experience with the family. I always like to get at the root of what they really want. So like maybe they didn't actually want that physical item or maybe they actually didn't want the trip to Hawaii. Maybe they really just wanted family time together. Sometimes 
like, we'll come back from a trip. He's like, the best, and I'll ask, like, we went for spring break somewhere. And I was like, what was the best part of the trip? And he looked at me and said, mommy and daddy were here with me for a week. I was like, yeah. So we could have been anywhere. (laughs) We could have literally been home. And so it's like, what do they really want? And same with like, even when they're young, when they're toddlers, it's like, all they really want is to know that they're loved, that they are accepted for who they are. They just want to feel that comfort. And so materialistic money, all that aside, like there's a root at what they want. So like if they want an item because they want to feel included, that's a different emotion. And so now you can address the inclusion part. It's not that they really wanted that fancy purse because their girlfriend had it. It's because they wanted it because they wanted to feel a part of something. And so how can you recreate that sensation and how can you recreate that? That makes sense for your family. I love the way you frame that. Tell us quickly about Mommy's on a Call because I love that. This is my new obsession, this podcast. What happened was, is I had a podcast originally called Power Mom Minute, and I wanted to interview all the successful moms in business because I was very curious how they did it behind the scenes. Like, how do you run a company and yet be a mom? Because that was my aspiration to do. So I started this podcast and then got pregnant with a third kid, put it on hold, COVID hit. And in the middle of COVID, I needed an outlet. And I was still curious, like, what's going on in the world of moms? I was on a phone call and my son was like shooting a Spider-Man dart at me. I had a newborn that I was like breastfeeding and I literally screamed out loud, mommy's on a call, everyone be quiet. I was like, huh. And the person on the Zoom was like, that's your podcast name. I was like, that's perfect. So it's a play on two things. Mommy's on a call, like go away. We're just going to like figure out what's the behind the scenes of, you know, moms and business career. And also mommy's on a call with different aspects of themselves. So I'm really big into wellness, multidimensional wellness. So that's not just health and, or that's not just physical, emotional, mental. It's also financial. It's also career, which is occupational, environmental. And so it's like mommy's on a call with different parts of herself and her identity. So like talking to you, it's like mommy's on a call with, you know, finances and how can we better our financial future and our children's financial future or like mommy's on a call with her health. And so I might interview someone on like intermittent fasting or hormone health because I'm personally curious. I want to see how you all, you experts do it all. Well, I loved being on your show. I hope everyone checks out mommy's on a call. Where else can people find out more about you? You can go to mommiesonacall.com. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. It's all under Stephanie Uchima. That's U-C-H-I-M-A. And follow me along there. I talk about all things motherhood and wellness. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Bobby. The advice at the end of the interview about vacations is so on point to what is going on these days with travel. It's not only getting ridiculously expensive, it is also so difficult, it may honestly just not be worth it. So drill down with your kids when they're kind of saying, we want to go away. And by the way, this goes for your partner or your friends or whoever you would be traveling with and figure out if there's a way to get the same experience or a similar experience or a good enough experience, whether it's rock climbing or just spending time together without the hefty price tag and not to be overlooked, the hassle factor. One thing that is hassle-free is getting the show notes and full transcripts to this podcast. Both are available right on my website, which is my name. So it's just bobbyrebell.com, B-O-B-B-I-R-E-B-E-L-L.com. 
My newsletter is also available to subscribe to right on my website. Links to all of that in the show notes attached to the podcast, but also again on my website. Thank you for investing the time to listen to this podcast. One thing I am asking in return, and it's super easy and it's also free, is to take just two more minutes to review my book, Launching Financial Grownups on Amazon. And yes, the link to review this book on Amazon will be in the show notes, but you can also just find it by going to Amazon, finding the book and scrolling down and finding where to review it. I am trying to get to 100 reviews and let me tell you, it's not easy. So if you do put a review on that page for me, it is noticed and it is appreciated. Your one review matters a lot to help me get to that goal. So thank you, truly. I really appreciate it, guys. And please, of course, share with me on social media if you do review the book or just if you like the podcast, please help share it. Help me increase my listeners, grow the community. DM me on Instagram at BobbyRebel1 and on Twitter at BobbyRebel. And also check out my new TikTok channel. Is that what it's called? Is it a channel? I'm not sure, but I'm posting a lot of videos of me doing local news hits, which is super fun because I'm giving advice about battling inflation and saving money and so on. And you guys seem to like them. So I love sharing them and I would love to hear from you there. And of course, make sure you are subscribed, not just to this podcast, but to Stephanie's Mommy's on a Call podcast. It's a great one. And big thanks to Stephanie Uchima for helping us all be financial grownups. Money Tips for Financial Grownups is a production of BRK Media, LLC. Editing and production by Steve Stewart. Guest coordination, content creation, social media support, and show notes by Ashley Wall. You can find the podcast show notes, which include links to resources mentioned in the show, as well as show transcripts, by going to my website, bobbyrebell.com. You can also find an incredible library of hundreds of previous episodes to help you on your journey as a financial grown-up. The podcast and tons of complimentary resources associated with the podcast is brought to you for free, but I need to have your support in return. Here's how you can do that. First, connect with me on social media at bobbyrebell1 on Instagram and bobbyrebell on both Twitter and on Clubhouse, where you can join my Money Tips for Grownups Club. Second, share this podcast on social media and tag me so I can thank you. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Reading each one means the world to me. And you know what? It really motivates others to subscribe. You can also support our merch shop, grownupgear.com, by picking up fun gifts for your grown-up friends and treating yourself as well. And most of all, help your friends on their journey to being financial grownups by encouraging them to subscribe to the podcast. Together, we got this. Thank you for your time and for the kind words so many of you send my way. See you next time. And thank you for supporting Money Tips for Financial Grownups.